Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something today that is going to be insightful and impactful on your journey with food. So let's dive in. In today's episode, I want to talk about one single powerful sentence that precedes many binge episodes. I am sure you've heard this sentence in your mind before. I used to say this to myself all of the time. And for a long time, I wasn't even aware of these simple words. But even after I gained awareness that these words came to my mind often, this sneaky little sentence would return over and over again. And this is the sentence. You've already blown it. Might as well keep eating. So today, we're going to break down these four words. You've already blown it. Now, in your mind, it might sound like you've already blown it, or it might sound more in the first person, like I've already blown it. Either way, whatever it sounds like in your mind, we're going to dive deep and we're going to talk about why we think these words, how it makes sense. And then I will give you actionable takeaways so that you can create a different response for yourself the next time your brain offers up the thought, you've already blown it. All right, so let's dive in. Why? Why do we think this? It really boils down to black and white thinking. And black and white thinking is us looking at things like there is a right way to eat and a wrong way to eat. Black and white thinking, it's also called all or nothing thinking. So it's like either I'm all in on whatever I'm doing or I'm all out. For your journey with food, it might look like I'm eating perfectly or I'm eating all of the stuff I don't ever allow myself to eat when I'm eating perfectly. If I'm not eating all good foods, then I think I'm being bad. So if a person tends towards black and white thinking, it often shows up in many areas of their life, not just food. So two examples of black and white thinking that are in play with our four words, you've already blown it, are diet mentality and perfectionism. So we're going to look at both of these things. So diet mentality. Diet mentality is a prime example of black and white thinking. It's a little bit what I've already been talking about before, where foods are either good or they're bad. 
most of us have amassed a mental list of all of the foods that are bad that we aren't supposed to eat for any number of reasons. With diet mentality, we're basically either on a diet or we're off a diet. So how do you know that you might, if, if you kind of um, relate to diet mentality, if diet mentality is something that you have, if you say to yourself, I should be good and order XYZ, enter whatever thing that you think is the good choice off of a menu. Or maybe if you say, I've been good all day, but as soon as I get home, I can't control myself. These are prime examples of diet mentality fueled by black and white thinking. When you think I've been good or, ooh, I'm being really bad by choosing this one food, that's a very prime example of diet mentality. Another example would be thinking that in general, you eat a very clean and healthy diet, except for when you are binging. This shows us there's diet mentality in place. I either eat perfectly, I eat very clean, quote unquote clean, and I eat very healthy or I'm binging. It's kind of black or it's white. There often isn't a lot of middle ground. So the pendulum is swinging between the restriction of a diet or being completely face down and eating all of the foods that that are forbidden on that diet. I absolutely lived in this all or nothing mentality, the black or white. I pretty much, as far as anybody else saw, as far as I let anybody else see me eat, I was in the perfect category, the very healthy, the very quote unquote clean. Nobody would see me eating quote unquote bad foods, except those are exactly the foods that I would eat when I was binging by myself. Okay, so we talked about diet mentality. Now let's talk about the other thing that really is a prime example of black and white thinking, which is perfectionism. Perfectionism is absolutely a manifestation of black and white thinking. The other key component of perfectionism is having unrealistic expectations for ourselves. Now, for more on perfectionism, you can check out episode number 29 of this podcast, which is titled How Perfectionism Perpetuates Binge Eating. And I dive a lot more into the topic of perfectionism. Now, with perfectionism, we don't give ourselves much, if any, room for error. So we have these really high, really unrealistic expectations and standard for ourselves. And then as soon as we have messed up, we interpret that as a failure. So when we don't meet our unrealistic expectations or standards, which we probably weren't going to meet in the first place because they were unrealistic, we decide that we are a failure. We make ourselves wrong. Can you see the black and white thinking here? And then once we think we're wrong, we are firmly in judgment, in judgment of ourselves. And oftentimes we take it to the next level of thinking that we are personally flawed or that we're broken. This leads to shame. So judgment sounds more like I've done something wrong. I've, I've done something wrong. But shame is I am wrong. I am broken. Shame and judgment are the number one reason why we binge. And if you want to revisit the eight reasons why we binge and what to do about it, you can go back and revisit episodes two and three of this podcast, where I do a deep dive into the top eight reasons 
But what's important to remember here is the number one reason is shame and judgment. We end up in shame and judgment when we create these unrealistic standards and expectations for ourselves. And then, of course, we can't meet them because they were unrealistic to begin with. Then we end up judging ourselves. Now, black and white thinking, it's something I am currently still working to unwind. I have done a lot of work around this, and I find so much more gray now. I do think this is probably a continual process. But during the height of my binging, I was firmly entrenched in diet mentality and in perfectionism. So here's what that would look like. I would have a plan for what I was going to eat for the day. This plan only included all of the good foods, the things that I thought I needed to eat to lose weight. I would make a commitment that I was not going to eat anything that was not on my plan. Now, let's say I would go to a luncheon, you know, the kind where the dessert is already served on a plate in front of you so as not to interrupt the meeting. This would be like a work luncheon in the middle of the day. So I would go into this luncheon meeting and I would declare to myself that I was not going to eat the dessert. Now, during the lunch itself, I would never eat everything on my plate because I was so concerned about what was in it, the sauces, the other food items that I didn't consider clean or perfect or fit my unrealistic standards. Then they would take the plates away and people would start eating their desserts. And I would look around and I would watch to see who was eating dessert and who wasn't. Now, most of the people were eating dessert. And I would think to myself, well, they're eating it. I could just have a little bit. Now, I probably wouldn't finish it unless everyone around me did because I was so fixated on what everyone else was doing. So I would probably have a handful of bites of my dessert. And then while I sat there, at the end of the meeting, towards the end of the meeting, I would hear those four words. You've already blown it. You've already messed up your plan. You said you weren't going to eat that dessert, but you did. It's already blown. And I would feel this intense tightness in my stomach and this compulsion that I just had to stop at the convenience store. I had already ruined my plan. I did what I said I wasn't going to do. So I might as well keep eating. My day was no longer perfect. So let's make sure it really isn't perfect. Then I would leave the luncheon and I would drive straight to the convenience store where I would buy just enough to get me to the next one. I would stop at multiple convenience stores. Then I would go to the local bakery then the grocery store where I would buy even more food. And of course, I would go to the self-checkout so nobody would see what I was buying. And I would eat until I simply couldn't eat anymore, all because I had a few bites of dessert when I had sworn I wouldn't. Okay, so how does this make sense? Now, we've already looked at and kind of understood the logic behind it. We've talked about the black and white thinking, but let's understand this a little bit more. Let's look at how it makes sense. So as we discussed, shame and judgment are the number one reason why you binge. But do you know what reason number two is? It's restriction. 
restriction is at the heart of diet mentality. Now, if you want to know more about restriction, you can check out episode number five of this podcast, which is titled Remove Restrictions. But when we restrict certain foods from ourselves, also known as the bad foods, we are creating scarcity. Those foods are in scarce supply to our brains. So when the opportunity arises to get those foods, the brain will want to get as much as it can because it doesn't know when it will get them again. This is what happens with the you've already blown it statement. Your brain is doing what it can to convince you to stock up on these foods that are in scarce supply. The analogy that I love to use for this is toilet paper in March of 2020. Think about the lengths that you went to get toilet paper then. How much additional toilet paper you purchased to make sure you wouldn't run out and the decreased standards you had when you found any toilet paper of any quality. I remember so clearly buying from the grocery store where I never purchased toilet paper, but they actually had it. And so I bought it and it was like one ply toilet paper. And at the time, I thought it was amazing because it was in such scarce supply. This is what happens with our brain. Now, remember, the brain has one primary job. It's to keep you alive. After that, then its its focus is to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and use as little energy as possible. The survival part of our brain. These are after it's alive, then it's the motivational triad. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, use as little energy as possible. So job number one, keeping you alive. If you are not eating enough food, or if the brain thinks that food is in short supply, it will do whatever it needs to do to get you to eat. And then beyond that, if you aren't giving yourself pleasure in your day-to-day eating experiences, it will seek pleasure in other ways. And it will want to continue with that pleasure by suggesting that you've already blown it so that you will eat more. Now, it's also likely that your brain knows that these four words will be very powerful and compelling for you to keep eating. It knows that when it suggests these words, you often do keep eating, getting more pleasure from the dopamine of the food, and also likely avoiding the pain or the energy of that other thing that you would be doing if you weren't eating in that moment. Okay. So we've understood why this happens, the black and white thinking. We figured out how it makes sense with the restriction, thinking that things are in limited supply, not maybe not having enough pleasure in other areas of our lives and in other eating experiences. So we understand it. We understand now why it makes sense. But now what do we do about it? How do we create a different response to the same four words? Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to try to not have that those that sentence come back into our brain. It has come into your brain before, often, repeatedly. It may very well keep coming back for a while. So we don't have to make these thoughts go away, make these words go away, but we can create a different response for ourselves when we hear those words. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you won't be surprised to hear me say that the very first step is awareness. 
We have to become aware in the moments that our brain offers these four words up to us. So many people don't even realize this sentence is what is compelling them to keep eating. They just know, "Mm, I ate something I wasn't planning on eating, or I ate more than I might prefer. And then all of a sudden, I'm eating everything I can get my hands on, or I'm in a full-blown binge. So step number one, can you become aware of those four words when they enter your brain? If you don't have any awareness yet, the first place to create it is actually in looking at the situation after the fact. So after a binge or after a time where you've eaten more than you might prefer, ask yourself the question, what did my brain tell me to convince me to eat? Now, once you have the awareness of the suggestion to keep eating, then we want to create some space to give us time to respond rather than react. So reacting is what most of us typically do. It's like we have that that thought. We don't even realize the thoughts there. It's like, Next thing you know, you're in the pantry. Next thing you know, you're in the car. You're in the drive-thru. You're at the convenience store. You're at the bakery. It's like, you just don't even, you literally have no awareness. That's reacting. What we want to do is respond. To create space to respond rather than reacting, this is where we want to bring in the pause. For more on the pause, you can check out episode 38 of this podcast, The Power of the Pause. In this space, you have all of your power. This is where you get to choose what's next. Once you're aware and you create some space with the pause, what comes next is key. The visual that I love for this is this question. If you got one flat tire, would you get out of your car and slash the other three? What would you do instead? So you can ask yourself these questions. Then you can respond with something like this. You haven't blown it. It's simply an unexpected flat tire. Let's see what we need to do to get back on the road and on with our day. Now, I wish I could properly give credit for whoever gave me this mental image years ago, but I simply can't remember who it initiated from. But what I do remember is how powerful the image was when it was first shared with me. So that's it. Become aware of the sentence. Give yourself space. Visualize an unexpected flat tire. And then ask yourself what you need to do to get back on the road with your day. This podcast episode could change everything for you. Now, again, we don't have to make the thoughts go away. Your brain may continue to offer up. You've already blown it. But if you have a different response to the exact same four words, what you create can be completely different. We don't need the thoughts to go away in order for us to create a different reality for ourselves. Become aware. Give yourself space. Visualize that unexpected flat tire and ask yourself what you need to do to get back on the road and on 
with your day. All right. If you found this episode helpful and you have a friend that you think might benefit from hearing these words, please forward it on. I want to help as many people as possible find peace and ease with food. And you can help in this mission by sharing this episode and by reviewing the podcast so that it can be found by more people. All right, that's what I have for you today. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you would like personalized guidance, insight, and support to implement the tools, skills, and concepts you are learning on this podcast, I have just what you need. Cultivate an entirely new relationship with yourself and with food alongside other women who know and understand your struggles. Coaching, connection, and change are waiting for you. Spots are limited, so sign up today. Find out more at janepilger.com forward slash cultivate.